0: episode of frithcast frithcast see i did that and i remember what it was called well done thank you that's good it's only taken you four episodes um, and an extra i know well you know it's it's slow learner, slow mm-hmm. learner. i'm getting there Yep. just take me a little while mm-hmm. you might have noticed that i've got a bit of a squeaky voice you're a bit on the croaky side i'm a bit on the croaky side it probably makes it slightly easier for the listener to figure out who's saying what yeah true enough all the bad jokes will be mine and the coughing and the spluttering. And the coughing and right the
1: spluttering is probably yours as well. We're going to try and keep that...
0: Um, to a minimum. We're
1: going to try and keep that in, in the gaps so that we can
0: filter it out. Yeah. But, you know. So I thought for our fourth episode, now you've stayed with us for three already. Well done, by the way. Are we going to introduce ourselves? We might do that, yes. Because it might first. Because it yeah. might be
1: that the, 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 the listener, our, our listener here, is not actually somebody who's stayed with us for, for four episodes. Okay, there's another Uh, three out there. Go find them. In which case, um, they might not know who we are. They might not. Uh, I'm not... I don't want to detract from your courage in listening to this one. I'm not saying, you know, not well done for... You did the well done for staying with us. I thought you did the well done. Did I do the well... Somebody did the well done for staying... And what I'm basically getting at is that I'm not trying to detract from your well done... Not legitimacy. Your well done... I'm not trying to... Carry on. Thank you. Okay.
0: I wondered when you were going to run out of steam. Yeah. I'm Suzanne. That's You're not really some... tired. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. yeah like and I'm also, soon? oh, is it me? Yeah, it's you, guys. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm
1: Kate. Hello. I'm I'm not a satru either. Uh, I'm a sort of a druidy thing.
0: So on you go. I thought for episode four, we've talked a little bit about the cosmology and some of the documentation that we that heathens are most familiar with, and okay. that they might use to to guide their way a little bit and learn about. The paths and learn about the things to do with the faith Mm. and one of the documents that we mentioned in a very very bad joke was the Havamal. yes it wasn't that bad the Havamal is a poem and before you go ew poetry (laughs) it's a pretty good poem it kind of rocks the poem world to be honest Mm. the number of verses in it is tricky because some people have it 164 and some people have it 165 Either way, that's a fair chunk of verses. It's a fair chunk of verses. And it can look a little bit intimidating when you first pick a copy up because there are different translations. Okay. Which all come out a little bit differently. Does it count as an epic poem at 164 or possibly five
1: verses? Or does that have to be like huge, great, novel length, massive
0: thing that takes a week to recite? That would take me a week to recite, (sighs) but you know what I mean. Beowulf certainly is epic poetry. It just is epic poetry, mm. not because of the length of it, but because it's awesome. And the Havamal is equally awesome, but it doesn't tell a single story. Okay. It has different sections that you can break the the whole into. Mm. So, because there are so many different translations of it out there, what I'm going to focus on primarily is a translation by Bellows. Okay from 1936 and the reason i'm using this one is because it's freely available online a lot of the major translations you can get online for free but bellows is quite an easy one to get your head into mm-hmm. just as a starting point you can then look up other people's translations and start comparing the verses okay. to see where the translators differ in exactly what they're putting in there just stick with their starter version for now okay and then look at other versions alongside it later on when you're a bit more familiar with the structure of how it goes. So, the Havamal sort of roughly splits into five sections. Now, it's 164, 165 verses, which is quite a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I figure what we'll do to start with is just list those rough five breaks so you can start looking at what the Havamal is what it deals with.
1: I really was convinced that for a moment there you were going to say, we'll start by listing those 165 verses.
0: No. So we're not going to start by listing a whole all 165 because we don't have time. This is... Yep, These are 20-minute podcasts. You cannot recite the entirety of the Have a Mile in 20 minutes. No. So it will take a little bit of time to go through, but it does have... It splits roughly into five sections. Okay. So I figure I'm going to list those five Mm -hmm. i'm going to look at each of them in a little bit more detail and maybe pick a verse or two out of each one before we finish yeah so the first section of the Havamal is verses one to 80 okay get that into your head for a minute verse one to verse 80 nearly half of this entire document i mean my maths isn't great but i was like that's about half of it isn't it roughly half of it okay is what's called the Havamal Proper, or you can see it referred to as Wisdom for Wanderers or the Guest section. Okay. The second section of it, which runs for about 20 verses, so 81 to around 110, deals with women. Okay. And the All Fathers look or not with women. The All Fathers look with women? Yeah. Okay. Now, he he has some success, but he also has some not success... As well. Who would turn down the head god? I mean, oh, I'll get to that. Don't okay, we. fair enough. Third section is roughly verse 111 to 138. Mhm. Yeah. And it's um, what's called advice for the stray singer. Every verse starts with "I advise you," so you can pick that section out really, really easily. Okay. The fourth out of five is a, se- a whole section dedicated to runes. Okay. And it ends in detailing the old Fathers, how he actually gets them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what techniques he uses to get hold of those. Okay. And the last section, which is verse roughly verse 147 to the end, is what they call a series of charms or songs. And they all start, I know the first, the first one of that section. For the second one, I know the second, I know the third, I know the fourth, and so on. Okay. All the way to the end. So it splits roughly into five sections but the first bit is that huge big section it's about half of it okay and that section deals with guests and hosts how you act when you're in somebody else's lands or hall or space Mm -hmm. and how you act when a stranger is in your lands or halls or space
1: okay
0: so there it's very much a this is your etiquette guide this is um you know, Norse social graces 101 think, is in the Halbermau.
1: I think we said in one of the, the previous ones <clears> when, we, when we sort of touched on this, it's, it, it. I don't want to seem insulting, but etiquette is not the first thing you think about when you think about the Norse. Yes, you're
0: um, right.
1: When you sort of think about, I'm going to use the word, the Vikings.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, I appreciate there are... Many. ...nuances there.
0: There are many nuances but,
1: there, yeah. Um, when you think about the vikings you tend even if you accept you know as a, as a lot of people sort of overlook the the fact that they were traders you know they were a very mercantile society as yes. as as well as you know the the stereotype raiding and pillaging and whatever but i think even even accepting that you you kind of struggle to think of them cuz somebody says etiquette i think of like drinking drinking a cup of tea with your pinky, pinky finger extended and
0: It's the equivalent of, I mean, you've only got to look at how many verses they dedicate to etiquette and social grace.
1: Mm.
0: And that idea of societal reciprocity and hospitality, half of this document is key to that essentially alone. The, uh, you know, what you do when you're in company that you don't know, if you have a stranger at your door... You ask them their news so that you're listening to them first before you tell them what goes on. Okay. If you're in a hall of people and there's alcohol involved, there's no shame in knowing when your limit is. Yeah. And going, actually, I've had enough, thanks.
1: So there's no no need to be, like, the most extensive drinker in the room.
0: Yeah, you you don't need to be.
1: I've had enough, I'm going... And
0: people will respect you more for that than getting absolutely plastered. Even then that is a social grace.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, it deals... The earliest verses are things like where you sit in the hall and you sit with your back to a wall and you watch the door because you don't know where your enemies are going to come from. Mm. Watch all your angles. It can be deeply practical advice like that to um, probably one of my favourite verses, which says, you know, what should you do when a traveller comes to your door... You need to provide them with food, and you need to provide them with drink, and you need to provide them with a fire because their knees will be cold.
1: You've you've you have told me about the cold oh, knees before. The cold
0: knees. It's That's... very
1: important not to let your guests have cold knees. Yes, I did. It's, I do remember that.
0: Yeah, it's a very human verse, mm-hmm. but a very practical one as well. So, in that sort of opening half of the havamal, the havamal proper, if you like, mm. the guest set of it etiquette for guest instructions hospitality there is verse 77 which is probably one of the most famous of, of that half okay and that is the verse that says cattle die kinsmen die you yourself will die but i know one thing which never dies at the judgment of a dead man's life okay in that they will say yes everything dies but if you do good things and good works you'll be talked on after death so you won't Die, well, you're still being talked about. The memory lives on. The memory lives on and it's a good thing. That's
1: your immortality.
0: Okay. So if we look at the second section, Mm -hmm. it's all advice on women. Okay. So there are... We're treading carefully here, aren't we? Very, very carefully. (laughs) But this is the contentious section because this is where it's very easy to see the value shift between the societies that were and the society that is now. Okay. So there are... This Innotably, is
1: not This is not a feminist document.
0: This particular section is not a feminist document. Okay. Not even remotely close. This sort of section is all about seducing women. Okay. There are two stories told in consecutive verses in here. Mm-hmm. And the first one is the old father attempting to seduce the daughter of Billing and she outwits him at every turn and she gets the better of him. Okay. And it's fabulous because not only has the old father, with all his tricks and his cunning and his farsight not managed to do what he wants to do, but some person has recorded it and it's oh. now sat in the Havamal. Even the old father, with all his planning and all his tricks, things don't go quite right. no. The second story that's in that section is him seducing Gunloth and he obtains the mead of poetry. So you've got a very unsuccessful seduction and a very successful seduction in that one section. Mm -hmm. The third section is the counsel to the Stray Singer. And all those verses start with the words, I advise you. So they're nice and easy to to pick out in translation because Mm. they will all start with that same two or three lines. That section between verses 111 and about 138 contains verse 127, which is quite notable because it's essentially the one that says, I advise you, Stray Singer, if you see evil... Speak out against it and give your enemies no peace.
1: Yes, I remember 127 with reference to...
0: Declaration 127, which is something that Tac have signed to say that they believe that heathenry can be celebrated by all who come to it. Okay. Verses 138 to 146 can be seen as the obtaining of the runes, or you might see it referenced as Odin's rune song, and it's essentially all about how he gets hold of them. Mm Mm-hmm. It's especially verses 138 and 139 which describe very accurately he offers himself in sacrifice to gain that knowledge. And at the end of it, he spies the runes and he scoops them up and 139, verse 139 finishes with, and screaming, I fell back from that place. So he goes through great personal sacrifice to get hold of Runes, hmm. and then he teaches them. You see, we're going to have to come back to this at
1: some stage because um, because I I now want to know where the runes were if the chief of the gods didn't have them before that point. Yeah,
0: that's a good question.
1: Maybe not tonight.
0: Maybe not tonight. But, <coughs> but I'm definitely gonna,
1: definitely gonna definitely have to have to look at that one.
0: The last section of the Havamal is what they call the charms section. So every verse in there... As, a, as opposed to the seduction section? As opposed to the seduction section. this is Now, a we're, now we're in charm school. Now we're in charm school. And every verse in that section starts with, you know, I know a first, I know a second, I know a third, I know a fourth. Okay. And they are charms for healing, for getting out of fetters, for warriors going into battle where no enemy's weapon can hurt them. That last section they reference the runes again. If you look at verse 157, it says, so do I write and colour the runes. The Havamal is worth studying, but it can look a little bit daunting when you first come across it. Mm. So one way of doing it would be to look at one verse in a day. Yeah, There are websites where you can look at the different translations available. Mm-hmm. So I might, if you're coming to this for the first time, just find one okay. to start with read it all the way through, familiarise yourself where those breaks in and where it roughly splits into those five sections. And then once you're familiar with how they feel in one translation, start looking at two or three others.
1: Is there a, I mean, is there a huge difference in translations? I mean, I'm, I know obviously the, the time period that we've gone over yeah. is substantial, but, but I'm sort of thinking if I would assume most of the translation has been done from the original language. Yes. I mean, have, has it been through? I'm thinking particularly of, of like the Bible that's been through several languages between the original text, if the if you can call it the original the text, the original
0: and, Aramaic. Yeah, inter- and like modern,
1: modern English, it's been yeah. through a number of. It's been through Greek. It's been through Latin. It's been through whatever. I mean, is that is? Can the same be said for the Harbamar? Or has that basically just gone to kind of Old Norse English?
0: It's as far as I know, gone from Old Norse to English. Mm. But some of the translations... I mean, Bellow's translation was done in 1936. Okay. So you might find some of the older translations are a little bit heavy on the V's and the O's.
1: Oh, all right, Okay.
0: And some of them are a little bit more modern. Mm. So once you've got your head round one and where the section breaks are, then maybe look at another one and compare it to the one that you're most familiar with. Okay. You know, decide which one of those that you prefer the feel of and then look at a third and a fourth and a fifth. There are still scholars debating... Some of these verses, and if you are familiar with, or you've heard of the nine noble virtues, yes, the Havamal is where they've come from. Now there isn't a section in the Havamal that says these are the nine noble virtues. Follow them.
1: Yeah, these are the things you need to be be doing. Yeah,
0: but in the 1970s, the founder of Odinic Wright looked at the Havamal and found nine concepts, nine character traits, nine things to aspire to. Okay that he felt would be quite useful to to heathens to look at. So the Nine Noble Virtues, although they're not listed anywhere in the Havamal, they were the document that he looked at and filtered them from. So things like industriousness, perseverance, hospitality. Okay. Huge in that first section of the Mm Havamal. Although this one's been pretty light on the jokes, (laughs) we kind of hope to make it up for you next time and and tell a few more. And my voice is a little bit less squeaky. Oh.
1: We can always sort of touch on these things and, and then, you know, come back to them in uh, in the future and look at little bits in more detail.
0: Yes, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's an overview. It is. It's very brief, but we would like to make these podcasts sort of very bite-sized pieces, mm. just to start with.
1: Yeah. And then by this time next year, you'll be downloading like two and a half hours each
0: time. <laughs> or maybe well, not. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I like twenty minutes is just enough to dabble toes in, I think, yeah. just to start with. Yeah, sure. So, so if you'd like to find us online, mm-hmm. I'm Suzanne. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You're welcome to shoot me a message, drop a comment in anything that we've had a chat about today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter, Google Plus, and Facebook
1: under the name Kate Colburn. And likewise, really, i would probably not terribly well-equipped to answer your questions on Asatru and heathenism, but I can certainly pass
0: them on. Certainly do a good line in Druidry. I can, I can, I can, yeah, I can touch on Druidry, if that helps. We hope you've enjoyed this very brief look around the Havamal, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you all next time. Indeed. Bye-bye.